is 2021 meet me for coffee podcast we got an amazing guest from los angeles the california that we all love he's a comedian actor producer he's here to talk about his new film which he which is in pre-production um jay benjamin how's it going man going well how are you george I'm doing great, living it up in the lockdown phase of this COVID-19 thing. Um, the weight loss thing, I've tried starting, but it's so tempting, man. You get so addicted to uh, to fast food. And I know um, the dude from, uh, what's it called, Super Size Me, he was right. It's it's like crack okay. cocaine, it, like having fast food. It's like crack cocaine. You have McDonald's, then you want Subway, then you want Chinese food. So once you get hooked on that stuff, it, it kind of sucks to get off it. So this is like my third day on this cool diet where I'm just not trying to – I'm trying not to eat bread at all. or, And it's so hard. No red meat. Yeah, yeah. It's harder, George, when you're you're in lockdown and you have food in the house. Like you're ble- First of all, you're blessed to have food. Absolutely. So you have the food. And then you circle around it like all day because there's nothing else to do. So you're like a shark to red meat, you know, and you're just like swimming around and you just end up eating shit all day. And that's in lies a problem. I think I was telling you earlier, like I wanted to look nice in the show and I put on, I haven't put on this jacket since last March and uh, it's tough to put on, <laughs> it's tough to put on the jacket. So COVID is COVID's got me. You know? Don't worry. We're not going to ask you to get up and uh, see if it all kind of comes together at the bottom. But Thank you. Um, I, one time I was actually, I was it in Beverly Hills. I went to a restaurant and I got completely smashed and I went to Zara and I bought a jacket that I thought looked good, but honestly I bought it. And it didn't even fit me. Like <laughs> it fit my arms, but it wouldn't go around me, but it looked great. Um, Chris Farley and, uh, what was the movie? Fat man in a little coat. And he rips the jacket. What was it? Tommy boy. Tommy boy. Yeah. yeah. With, uh, with uh, David Spade. Yeah. That guy's awesome, man. Hilarious. Uh, you're a comedian yourself. Uh, you uh, have actually helped start the uh, blue collar comedy. Well, a long time. Yeah. When I first started out in, 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 in 96, 97, I, I was the uh, door guy at Caroline's on Broadway. And, uh, uh uh, I, I just I just left college and I got my my I, I, I had gotten my first apartment ever in New York City and my dad's like you're gonna need to go get a job and I answered an ad in what's called Backstage Magazine when you still answered ads physically and uh, I became the door guy and and, and and the barker for for the owner of the club Caroline Hirsch and and the head booker in, in the country till this day wow. Louis Miranda and uh, I met everybody before they were even big stars even Jimmy Fallon would come through and Fallon was still living in a shared uh, apartment where where he was in a studio the size of like a, a an airplane bathroom and then he had a bathroom literally that he had to share with four strangers and those were those days back yeah, in the- not these days where you have to probably sanitize every time you go into yeah it. And, and you have to and you have to, and you have to make sure there isn't covid everywhere like like he, like like nowadays it's scary they even tell you when you get on an airplane try not to use the the bathroom can you imagine like Hey, welcome yeah. to American Airlines. Don't take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can fly with us. You can die with us, but you can't take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then when you go take a shit, like they go up on the PA and it's like, yo, who fucking did this? Yeah. <laughs> we weren't prepared for 
remember that. The whole airplane smells like your deuce. It's terrible. Like, you know. It's so terrible, right? Like, you're actually, I forget what it is. You want to actually get on the plane. Uh, if you have a, a seat at the back of the plane, right. uh, you want to get on first, right? And then, sure. so you don't walk walk past people. That's how you get sick, apparently. And I read that on in like a hey, magazine. Well, what you get sick when you walk past the people. Yeah, right. Because they're already sneezing and coughing and breathing in the recycled air and everything like that. I agree with that. I, I have a secret, though. I always, anytime I fly, I always get on the plane first. And it doesn't matter where on the plane I'm sitting. I'm always first, and that's it. So yeah, I don't. Well, that's because you're probably like high and drunk, and you want to just pass out, man. Like what the hell? Well, well no, I, I, not really. Not not till at, the edibles don't kick in until the flight starts. I'll eat the yeah. edible like an hour before getting on the plane. It, it hits you as you're like going into turbulence, and that's when it really trips you hard. And <laughs> I actually, in, in a sick way, I enjoy it. Like I've flown, I've been flying. Since I was a kid, and my dad used to fly pipers, so and I would fly these pipers with my dad. So I, I loved it. So so I'm okay with with a little bit of turbulence. It's if people start freaking out yeah. around you that it ends up becoming a scary experience because now people are spreading panic like a domino effect. Um, and I've seen that on airplanes, and it, you know, it's just that's a shit show. It, it's like riding a wave, right? That's all. Yeah. They, they get through the clouds and whatever. Some planes go down, but um, like yeah, right. you're, it's really, really rare to to get into an accident, uh, especially in the air, because everything's kind of uh, prearranged where you're on your kind of your, your line and then the other planes on its kind of other line on top of you and whatever. So if things do collide, there's like a, some massive mistake, right? Um, or, or a bird, a bird flies into an engine like back in the day you used to see a lot of that right like yeah. go down because they like a like a a migration of of ducks or geese or pigeons or some some weird bird that's almost extinct that you've only heard of twice in your life flew through the engine of the bird caused that engine and the whole thing went down and that was that's it you yeah know? You're, you're like the most indestructible man ever and the the, the bird just does it for you <laughs> you're going Literally, i'm at the bottom already eating chicken you know like <laughs> i got it stick i'm like i'm like the last man on castaway and i'm waiting for the rescue to come i'm fucking eating fried chicken already whatever went through there i'm eating it I'm like fuck it i'm the last one on earth i'll eat oh, that, I'll eat that. <laughs> yeah man like that's that's the one thing that yeah, I always think about you know I'm, I'm going on this trip and this could this be my last trip you know, right? Um, I've had that thought. It's scary. Yeah, it's yeah. Scary. You're not a human if you don't even think for half a second that uh, this could be a this adventure could go completely wrong. Like you don't want a law of attraction, okay? You like everything in action, what you think, what you believe, words you put out there, your thoughts you admit. I believe heavily in that. So you definitely don't want to be on the plane going, this is going down. That's yeah. not <laughs> that's not the thought you want to have, especially because a hundred other people who think the same thing, because then it's definitely going down. So yeah. I, I agree with that, but you have to really like and I'm you know, really right? one plane that 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 dropped in the Hudson River um that made the water landing. I've never seen a plane oh. do that, right? Yeah, so, Sully, right? Tom Hanks played Sully in the movie about Sully. Who landed? Who landed that plane? That's the one you're speaking about, right? 
yeah, land yeah. in the airplane and save the people. Like that's insanity. That's just brilliant. Like it's first of all, it's knowing how to op- like everybody in life ends like their people end up being great at what they do, no matter what they choose to do. My dad would always say, I don't care if you're a garbage man or the best actor and for entertainer or whatever in the world, if, like if you can even become there or get there, just be the best at it, right? So Sully was the best pilot, probably one of the best pilots. Like you could probably put him next to one of our best fighter pilots maybe, and, and maybe he'd give that guy or girl or woman, I, and I, I mean that respectfully, woman, man, whatever, whatever it is, like maybe he, he gives her or him a run for their money. You know, in a flying contest, you never know, but he's one of the best of the best at what he does. Like having one of the best brain surgeons that do the brain surgery the best of the best. And he just was one of those people who could take that plane and, and land it. That's actually a really great story. Yeah, obviously, they made a and, that, and that's And that's something that people practice who want to become pilots and pilots in general. Um, they have that in the back of their mind always, right? And it's it's something that, um, may never happen to you in your whole career uh, flying from here to there, but um, gladly already thought of it, right? I know a lot of pilots, even I would probably freaking freeze if something happened. Like <laughs> right? Oh. Yeah. We're, we're Jay eating the chicken, man. Like, where the hell? <laughs> let, let, let's, let's talk about, um, we'll make a segue from airplanes and accidents to uh, your newest project. It's like airplane, but um, on a subway, it's called subway. The movie we yeah. talked last night. And um, when you say, you said my, my new movie is called subway, the movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I was like, man, so Jared Fogel's coming out with like a biopic. <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, Tell me about it, man. Tell uh, us all about it. Um, yeah, this is really probably this is one of the most exciting moments of my career for sure. And 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 the movie's called Subway. It is the airplane of 2021. Um, and, and for those of you who've seen the movie Airplane or remember the Police Academy movies from 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 the 80s, and, and Airplane was precursor to that. Um, uh, uh, the, the the Zuckers, and um, it, it's that movie, but on the New York City subway system. And I wrote it with my best friend who, 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 who is a brother and like a father and everything to me uh, in his 60s. Uh, his, name, his name is Robert Epstein. And um, he's been riding the New York City subway for, for all of his years, you know, 30, 40 years. And I had been riding the subway for like 20, 30 years, you know. So it, it's interesting. And, and, and we came together and we put, uh, we, we, we put this movie together and we had guidance from from a friend of ours, uh, he, he his best friend since childhood is Steve Gutenberg, the actor, and they kind of brought me in their circle of people, which is a whole different conversation and blessing in my career and life to get surrounded by these guys and um, the kind of championing uh, championing us from behind the scenes, you know. So we wrote this film, and and it's taken like seventeen years to get and to to get where we are with it, and it's been in so many interesting places and, 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 and other places where that we really didn't want it to be. And, 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 and everything rejection after rejection, after rejection, after rejection and lots of failure with it. And we, I just, we just kept pushing the ball. And then the further I got in my career into the industry, the more I was able to leverage this film 
and get it to a place because my friends who we kind of were in the same class getting in the breaking into the, the business together they also were getting different leverage grounds and i was able to turn around to one of them uh, jeff kraus who who was uh, 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 responsible actually for getting me on the show is also my business partner on Fanroom Live with Cedric the Entertainer and also, you know, at the head of my management and in my really is part of Team Benjamin. Um, without him, I don't know where I'd be. I love him to death. But 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 together, you know, him and I put it together and, and he brought in a guy that, that, that greenlit the film and said, we've got all the money for this that you need. Um, and, and, and that was luck because the guy just happened to love the picture and love the concept and love where they could see this movie go and what it could do. Um, and, and, and just opened up the floodgate on that. And, uh, that, 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 that's its own huge and one of the biggest hurdles of them all. And then now we're on the side of it where we've been making hard offers to some of the biggest and baddest stars. And, and, and I mean, badass in, in the world, we've been out there making offers to them. And little did I know this would be the next second hardest hurdle ever it was like, now we have the money we have tens of millions of dollars to make it. And we can offer and we can accommodate anybody in the business. And now it, it, that's the next hurdle. It's like getting somebody with a, a, a big enough name to, to move the needle when the film is released to, to sell tickets, to, to, to physically say, yeah, I'm on board this picture. I get it. I'm definitely in to do this. Let's rock and roll. That's not to say I haven't, and we haven't already attached some big stars we have we have a ton of big stars and thousands of cameos lined up because the subway lines up for every walk of life at any given moment so that 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 opportunity is huge and constant throughout the whole the whole picture so we've got that lined up we're trying to peg down the three main leads of the film that we really want to drive the picture home to the big audiences and also uh, identify with the millennials, identify with, 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 with the extra, identify with everything going on, plus with everybody still locked down and at home and over here and over there. We want this film to be identifiable on a global level because anyone with a train, transportation, can identify this film. And anyone who's wanted to go to New York City and see the New York City subway because you get discovered in on the platform and you're the next big singer or magician or actor or actress or this or that and everything going on on the subway. I mean, it's just so awesome. But ours is this, you know, again, like airplane, the movie was, it's a politically incorrect, over the top, raunchy, hilarious, in your face, just no brainer meatball comedy that, that, that we love and that we feel you guys will love, especially in today's climate with everything going on. It's just one of these no brainers. So it's fun, really fun and an honor. That well, it, it hits close to home too, right? Cause yeah, uh, the New York feel is your kind of thing and something you remember. And yeah. uh, now you'll be able to bring that to life with many others and uh, popular people, some extras and maybe Jeff can get me the spot for James Bond, man. Like, he doesn't want to do anymore all these people just wanted to screw off him, after him, him, him i have i have i have a, a good group him him and mitch him and mitch faulkner at one two three management you got jeff at ie group and then you have my, my other manager who, who who is lorna uh, uh lorna rainey um you know and and that's express talent and so so i have a great group of people it's lucky but but jeff and i have been best friends before his role came in where he's like, you know, I'm really going to stand in front of you now. 
and and really help guide you and 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 get you into the right place. That set in for him later. Like I was doing my thing for all the years of free, but knowing him, and then he, you know, he became him, and he's doing all these amazing things, and then he kind of got pushed into that, got pushed into that role, and it's working out really well, you know, for him. So so it, it, it's really a beautiful blessing to see him transition in the industry too, and he's still one of the biggest event you know, celebrity event party throwers in the game. You know, if you want to go to a, an A-list red carpet event and hang out with celebrities, that's the guy you kind of want to talk to because he's responsible for, for a majority of those events. And if it's not him, it's his friends who are. So it's it's really cool and, and it's beautiful seeing our friends transition and become wonderful figures in the industry and do such great stuff. Like Fan Room Live with Cedric. Jeff created that with Cedric the Entertainer and Mitch. And then they brought in Chanel and then they called me on the phone and they say, Hey, do you want to do this? And my first response was no, <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't, I don't want to do it. Um, and, and then, you know, they were like, wow. Okay. And then they called me like a, a couple weeks later and he's like, dude, are you sure you don't want to do this? Let me really explain this to you. And after that, I was like, okay, I'm in, I'll do this. And then I fell in love with it and the shows have been amazing and anything can happen and you know like uh, I, we ended up having Brant Darty on and I gave away uh, $400,000 in artwork to Brant uh, and to Cedric through a friend of mine who happens to be a huge representative of major up and coming artists um, um. and pop artists and everything like that. She gave me the opportunity to give the artwork away so we gave it away and then we did stuff like that that came out of the sky and was super cool and uh, you, you know, experiences like we had AJ Brer on the psychic and, um, and, and medium and, and he did some amazing stuff and I was testing him to make sure he was real. And he really was real. Cause he'd answer questions. Nobody could possibly know the answers to ever because I haven't told anyone, but he was able to tell me exactly what I wanted to hear. And it was like mind blowing. And then his fans would come on and they want to get in touch with, get in touch with, with loved ones. And I remember moments where I had tears coming out of my eyes with people lost ones to cancer and COVID situations and this and that. He was able to connect them and again, give them information that nobody could ever know. But those people, I mean, you had the goosebumps the whole show and it was just, it was just unbelievable. And then like Cedric, we had a Christmas show with Santa that was hilarious. Cedric comes on and asks Santa if the ring kind of screws up his vibe to deliver deliver packages. And I I almost fell off the chair. Probably one of the funniest moments on the show so far in all the months was Cedric going to Santa, does the ring kind of mess up your vibe? Does it kind of tip people off that you're coming? And uh, I'll never forget that because it's one of the funniest jokes ever. And it was a million dollar line. Of just like, yes, yeah, Santa, how do you deliver a package with everybody who has home security these days? Like, how do you get away with sneaking down our chimney, eating our cookies and leaving? You know, like, <laughs> how do you do it, big man? So that was really funny. And, and, and it's great. And, you know, February is a fun month. We got, we got people coming up. Jake the Snake Roberts coming back. The popular demand. Everybody wants to see Jake. He was amazing on the first show. That, too, is a very, a very real show very tangible we, we were able to really get in with him and he allowed us into his private bubble of who he is and really 
talk, no BS, straight to it, no holds barred. And that was so loved and appreciated. He'll be back in, like, I think it's February uh, 7th or 9th. You'd have to check the Fan Room Live website. But he'll be back. And then, you know, we have other great people coming on at the end of the month, like on the 21st. You know, it just amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. Just, uh, it's just a great experience. It's a great experience if anything can happen. You guys have an awesome lineup, right? Yeah, you guys have had George Lopez, yep. Cedric the Entertainer. I wasn't on for George Lopez, but yeah, Cedric, you know, yeah. Cedric and D.L. Hughley and uh, George Wayne, former Vanity Fair scribe, who's a dear friend of mine and love him and, 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 and um, a bunch of Dave, Dave Richard Klein from, from, uh, from uh, 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 Three's Company, um, uh, brilliant list of people, Brent Darty, uh, Holland Roden, um, again, Jake the Snake, we had Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle was awesome. Um, I kept telling him, dude, you got to let me be your next Jimmy Hart. If you ever wrestle again, I want to run next to you and screaming in the megaphone. And I want to piss people off and then get in a fight in a ring and then get escorted out. Like, like, like it was like, it was stuff like that. You know, you just, I don't know when you're going to get that experience, especially because we're doing it live online. It's different than when they're sitting right next to you. The give and go is different. The communication, the, the, the internet is different. You know, it's just, it's just different. It's wonderful and a blessing that we're able to do this. This Absolutely. is a true blessing. Thank God, whatever you believe in, thank it. But, but, but it, it, it's just different. So those types of conversations and those interactions are, are equally as powerful is what I'm saying is if they were right here, you're just getting a different reaction than you would if they were right here. It's just as real, just as important, but it's, it's just something even a little more intimate, I think, that happens. Because we're coming into your house or wherever you are, or your hotel, we're coming into your private bubble, you're coming into ours, you know, and there's just a different, you know, their dogs bark in the background, you know, their, their children come in the door, or wife or something. You know what I mean? Their, their real life starts to come into play with what we're doing, you know, and what's going on here. And I, I always love that. <laughs> like, it's I like reality that. TV, man. Yeah, but not so much. I mean, reality TV is, is as good as it's been. It's been hurtful, you know, because then, like, it's changed the whole medium of film. Movies now really – the movies now really have to be almost so real. Um that they become frightening in a sense because you identify way too much and it takes away from the entertainment edge. I always loved movies that you could take somebody out of their world for a minute. And I remember when, when, the, when, when, when cancer was, was such a big topic in the news, so to speak. I mean, it's such a big topic, period. It'll never go away. But it was so, so, so big and so affecting everybody that every movie now had to have a cancer patient in it. And the main actor had to have a friend that was either dying of or is dying of or was the cancer. Like, that was that. And before that was AIDS. And you Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. And he had to, and he played one of the greatest lawyers ever that was ousted in Philadelphia. On my home, I was born in Philly. You know, but he, and, and, but he was ousted for, for, for being gay and being an attorney that, that had AIDS. And, and, and that was – so these cycles of stuff – that reality stuff hurts me personally. I get so sad because apparently there's no a place to escape anymore sometimes. Like you need a place to escape. Like I believe the Marvel movies are so big and the fantasy films are so big as always because 
that's a real escape. They're re- it's a real movie, even though like now, like you'll find out, I don't know. And I'm just saying this, but you know, one of the episodes, Batman's going to end up having cancer, <laughs> you know, you know, like he's Superman. I'm sorry to say it. Robin's going to take over. I need to get a, a, I need to get a lymph node removed, you know, and I'm going to take the Batmobile and I'm going to fly back really quick. You know, they're going to start adding that type of reality into our favorite superheroes. And that's going to suck because superheroes are supposed to be impervious of everything. You know, so that type of reality stuff, I think, is hurtful. We need to get a line again. We really need a line back, George, where we can do anything and it's considered entertainment. And then there are things that you can question if you want. But a lot of it is shifted. And it's just that reality is too real. And people get too mad and too serious about stuff. And it's like, we're still entertainers. We're going to say stuff that bothers you. And we're going to say stuff that bothers us. But it's not to really bother you. It's just to express how we are shining the the little crystal ball. And we dust it off and we show it to you. And we go, this is how we see it. You know, it doesn't make us right. It doesn't make us wrong. It just makes us, you know, have a perspective in our own little entertaining way. You know, so that's where the line is shifted. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you, you try and tell a joke sometimes. You try, you try and throw something in, and like just when you think the person is going to turn around and laugh, they turn around and look at you and be like, "Yo, you're, you're fucked." You know? Yeah, you're racist. Or how could you say that? Me too. And how dare you? And you hate this. And you're, you're a hater on that or whatever it is. Like, like I remember I, I tweeted. And it's not like I have a huge following on my social media because I'm more like I got in it in the beginning, which was great, but I never, I don't focus on it like that. I'm not a, the biggest star in the world, but I have millions of fans. So I just kind of tinker with it and I have fun. But like, I remember tweeting like a couple, I forget how long ago when, um, um, ah, for the life of me, I forget his name because I'm on the spot, but he was getting the presidential award from Trump in the office. He was giving the presidential medal of freedom and honor and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And he's a famous like wrestler, you know, and everybody loves him. And I, I love him too. I have no problem. Jesse Ventura? What's that? Jesse Ventura? No. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you exactly. I'll tell you exactly who it was. He was getting, he was getting the, 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 the medal from Trump, him and his family. And, and they're in, and they're in the office and they're getting, oh, here it is. Dan Gable. Right? So he's getting the Medal of Freedom, okay? Okay. And he's in the office, okay? And he's in the office with Trump, right? And none of them, I I don't know, I don't know, like, how many people, like, I don't care like if you're anti-masker, anti-vaxxer, pro this, pro, I don't, I don't care about that per se. I don't get into that. I believe what I believe, and I know the virus is real. I've had friends die. I've had yeah. other friends get really sick with it. It's definitely real. Whatever is really going on with all this, it's really kind of fucked. And they're in the White House where it's literally COVID central and none of them are wearing masks. And his whole family's there, as I just showed you. Like the whole family of people are there. Yeah. Not one person's wearing a mask. So I tweeted, I'm like, well, that's great that you're getting this medal, but now you and all 90 of your family members need to go home and quarantine. You guys need to be wearing masks. You need to be responsible. Now, in probably one of the first times in my career, I started getting heat on Twitter in a bunch of tweets. And people are calling me a hater of this, of that. And I'm like, I'm not hating on anything. I'm just saying, dude needs to be responsible. You're in the White House. 
whether you believe it or not, you need to wear a mask because most of the people in, in weird that room you're in, they're sick. And I don't mean in the head right now in this conversation. I mean they're carrying a virus, like no matter what. And they didn't, and, and just you know, it's it's stuff like that. It's like that's what's scary about it. It doesn't matter what you believe or what you don't. Like, like you're, 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 it's not a political thing. You're protecting yourself, a neighbor, a friend. It just doesn't matter. It's just an act of kindness at this point to the people around you. Love them or hate them. You, you, you never know who you need to go and speak to one day. Protect them as you would protect yourself. Well, there's a ton of keyboard warriors out there, and we all know that, right? But yeah. they, what they don't know is that now by association, I know Jake the Snake Roberts and Kurt Angle – and I challenge anybody to meet me outside at three o'clock at the flag flagpole because I'll bring those guys and you'll see what happens, man. Exactly. I'm sure they know people too. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And that's funny what you said. The uh the typing, the type warrior, the typing warrior, like board warrior. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true, man. They everyone that's that's the thing. Everyone's looking for a reason to hate on you. That cancel cult can cancel. I don't like the cancel culture stuff, man. There's a guy, he uh, he united Canada, and they decided to uh, bring down a statue. It's like because he could have been a racist or whatever. It's like People we just look at our mistake. Things, yeah, just calm down. Have some coffee, whatever, man. Just right? watch, go watch some TV. Watch my favorite TV thing, TV. man, coffee, coffee and cannabis. How do you take your like, coffee, man? What's that? How do you take your coffee? Uh, in a mug. How do you take yours? <laughs> oh man, that was the best one. That was the best one so far. I, I literally, I I, 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 my machine is over there. I don't use the crups. Everybody uses the crups and the cups. I'm not into that. I'm, I'm pretty old school. I don't grind the beans. Sometimes I grind the beans, um, but I, I put it through the filter. Put it through the machine. And uh, I like my uh, I like my Hershey's Coffee Mate Creamer. Um, coffee Mate. Creamer. What's that? I've never had that before. Co co coffee Mate, and you're welcome, Coffee Mate, for this quick little advertisement. I love you. Um, they make some amazing creamers, artificially flavored and full of all the sugar that causes cancer. But I love it, and I drink it. Hey, you only live once, right? At least exactly right. I even take a coffee creamer once in a while to make a white Russian. Take a little vodka, take the flavored coffee creamer, a little milk, shake that shit up, and it's like perfect. Really? really You've done it before. That's that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's that little secret to everybody. That can be used to make a phenomenal drink with vodka, like you would make a white Russian. Use the coffee made coffee creamer. It's the bomb. And if you have over four of them, beware. Do not make any plans the next morning because not at all. You'll be up more than once to go to the washroom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you will. You will be up quite quite a few times, but it, it will be it'll be worth it, and you will be cleansed. You will be cleansed. And you'll feel like your 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 stomach and your bowels are twisted like a towel, a wet towel. But um, everything will be cleansed, and you'll be a brand new man. Uh, yeah. Or, or woman, a woman, brand new yeah. man or woman, but you'll be able to eat like a horse the following day. <laughs> and, and hopefully that's not happening while you're on a plane and, and the, the bird right. flies the engine. 
Exactly. And all of a sudden, you've got to use an American Airlines bathroom, and they told you, you can't shit on this plane. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? I got to use the washroom. Right? Well, you have to wear a mask, and they still serve you drinks, but you can't take a shit. Figure that out. Oh, my it's God. Weird, right? Like, you have to wear a mask, but they serve you drinks. The minute you go to take a sip of a drink, they scream at you. I said, Carrot Top posted something like this. On his Instagram feed, and Scott is awesome, and and I've I've, I've had the honor to, to hang out and, and meet him quite a few times, and 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 and, he, and, and just whatever. But he, he he just posted something on Instagram. He was on a plane, and they keep serving him red wine. And every time he takes his mask down to, to sip the red wine, they keep screaming at him. And he's got to put the mask back on. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like like make up your mind. Like what are the rules here? Plus, you can't take a shit. So it's it's all it's all just it's ass backwards. So, so, so how, how do people travel long distance? They just wear diapers then? That's a great idea. You know, George, we probably could, we probably could market that, a new adult diaper for COVID community for travel purposes. So you can just shit in your seat while you fly, which may actually now save you the middle seat if a passenger knows that you're wearing an adult doggy, adult doggy diaper. No, if you're wearing an adult COVID diaper, and it, you it would have to be. It would have to like be like all padded inside and have lots of room. Bro, you know how funny that was skit. That would be. <laughs> it's like somebody just spoofs people, gets on the plane in the mask, and then just sits down in the middle seat with the people around him and just starts shitting <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> oh, nuts! And he's like, "Don't worry, don't worry. I have a diaper on. I have a diaper on because you can't use the bathroom." And they're freaking out. Like, <laughs> well, like imagine like. He- <laughs> doing that and actually having to do go to the washroom like how do you like how do you you know get back to like i i, I can't think of myself just being able to push it out into my pants right like i and- i have no idea because i've never i that's it. the only time i've ever you know shit the bed or shit the pants i've never shit the bed but I mean, trying to squeeze a <laughs> trying try, trying to trying to squeeze a fart out or something, and it goes a little too far. And then you shard, you you shard, and you gotta wipe it and throw those away. That's the end of that. So, it sounds like an airsoft rifle, man. Bro, I mean, look, who who hasn't sharded their pants at least once? You have enough coffees, and you're like, oh, I can I can squeak this out. And you're like, boop. You're like, oh, that was a little far, <laughs> a little too far. I need. I need to get rid of these quick. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a scary situation to not be able to shit uh, on an airplane. I don't poop on, in public anyway. Any, and most of my people no. know me personally. I, the one thing I will not do, I will hold it for days. Yeah, you don't just go, like, out in the open, right? You go home. No, no, no. I mean, if you've got it, you've got it, like, go camping. You're, like, on a camping trip. <laughs> Squat up on a tree. Hope you don't get ivy in the middle of your asshole. <laughs> like you're, like you're, you're, that's a whole different story. Um, or like Borat pooping on Trump Tower. <laughs> there's a there's a there's an actor for your your movie right there. Sasha. Sasha. He's funny. He's a funny guy. Like the 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 way he comes off with like he's the seriousness, but like he can be very funny. I think that would be ideally. I think that would be great. Like that'd be awesome. Uh, he's funny. We 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 have some we, we his. If you remember the first Borat, and I can say this, Ken Davidian, who played his manager, who now stars on Cobra Kai, and he's in 
bunch of different episodes. And he's a, he has another another one coming out, Mr. Mayfair. He's a really good friend of mine also. And he is going to be in Subway um, along with, 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 with another good friend of mine and, and a couple others that, that I can't really say um, or I just won't say. But, but speaking of Borat and then that group, he, uh, he, he, he read the script and he, he called me on the phone. He goes, this is the funniest – his exact words were, this is the funniest fucking thing. I've read in a long time and you totally did me justice because he told me, he goes, if I read this, it needs to be as funny or funnier than meet the Spartans when he was in meet the Spartans and he did the, and he spoofed 300. And I said, well, I'm not the one to say that ever because I'm still always a big fan of film as much as I have been writing them since I was a kid and, and now getting to this point. I'm like, so it's really up for you to say. And he called me and goes, yeah, bro. Like this is as funny, if not funnier than, awesome. Than, than that and he goes I, I i'm fucking in i'm in 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 and i was like oh this is awesome so that was a huge honor for me because so what's the timeline for uh this project well covid really covid really covid really just took a poop on everything and um you know i'm hopeful you know april may june july august latest of you know this spring and summer we'll get it done it's a 35 day shoot it's not a long shoot, 35 days in New York City in a COVID compliance set on a location. You know, we already have everything, excuse me, pretty much broken down how, how we want it to go and, and how we want it to look and, and how to keep everybody safe and COVID free and, and get everything done. So again, that's it's 35 day shoot in New York City. Um, you know, so we're, we're hopeful to get it done like late spring, early summer, you know, again, late summer latest, you know, even, even if it's like September, I wouldn't be that upset. But again, it, it depends on some pretty big elements that are lingering right now. We, we have offers out to some of the biggest names in the business who, you know, are very interested in this project and want to be part of it and understand it and see where it can go and understand every side of it. And, 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 and just the whole part from the merchandising to the marketing to, to, to the identify to being identifiable to everybody being able to identify to it and, and just the, the temperament of the film and a climate of a world right now that we're in, it sits well with, with, with everybody who's reading it so far. So a couple more things and to boom, you know, we'll go, you know, and as soon as it's like two or three things left to click in to the, to the cog. And once they're clicked in, boom, we'll go, we'll go make this movie. That's absolutely incredible, man. Jay, thanks for uh, joining us for this episode. 2021 is going to be a great year for everyone. This show, Jay Benjamin, his, uh, New movie in production, Subway, the movie. Subway. Uh, he looks like Jared Fogelby. I, I rest assured. <laughs> it's not about anything about that guy. I I don't know what the hell happened to that dude, but um, Subway subs. Maybe yeah. I'll play him in a movie. Who knows? Yeah, well, I, I would hope so. You look exactly like the guy. Like, fuck. I, I'm honored. I appreciate you. And this show is great, George. And I'm so thankful that you that, that you wanted to have me on and, and and we did this. It means a lot to me and what you're doing means means a lot to me as well because without you and, and a platform, people like me and and, 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 and and others, they don't have a place. So we, 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 we need we need we need you. So it's good. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, George.